0: Are you glad I'm in church? (laughs) I'm glad you're in church. Uh, All right, let's get into the Bible now. I want to preach a message on uh, glimpses of glory. And I want to preface this by saying the only thing that you have in your life that tells you anything about God is in his word. You wouldn't know that the earth shows his handiwork unless the Bible said it. You wouldn't know that Jesus had a son or that God had a son named Jesus unless the Bible said it. We are way out in the deep in the ocean of life and we have no other source of information about God. There's nothing in the world about God that you can find out about God outside of his word you know think about it we didn't know who created the earth unless the bible told us we don't know what we're here for unless the bible told us about it now with that in mind the 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 things that we need to do tonight is to cause ourselves to come to this realization that we have to decide to believe everything the bible says about god Everything that God said in the Bible, that's our only source of information. Feelings are not a source of information. Man's thinking is not a source of information about God. He revealed himself to us in his word. That's the only thing we have. So all that we know about God has come from his word. Now, with that in mind, think of this. I want to know if on the the afterlife, the end of life, and is there a heaven? And where are we going to go? Now, what God did in the Bible is he put some little pictures, just enough to give us a little bit of sparkle, just a little hope, just a little glimpse. Tonight we're going to look at those glimpses that God just barely opened up and give you a little peek cuz I don't think we I don't think it would be good if we knew all about everything right now because we're sinful. But we need a little hope, a little bit of preview, don't we? God God doesn't just sit us out here and say, "Okay, do exactly what I say." Don't worry about it, and uh, don't, don't worry about anything. Just just sit there and serve me, and, uh, and I don't ask any questions, and don't get upset, and just keep going. Burn yourself out, and don't worry about a thing. You're, uh, you don't need to know anything. You just get, oh, listen, God's not like that at all. If you look in the Bible, it's better than Hollywood. It's better than any movie you could ever see. I mean, there's lots of fun, really good movies out there. But there's nothing in Hollywood ever since the, the, the formation of, of that film. There's, no, there's nothing to compare. No poetry, no novels, there's no Hollywood movie, no matter how much money they spend. They cannot match what God has done in the Bible because it's built, uh, you and I are built for the word of God. So that's what happens when, when we see these pictures it is spectacular. So I want you to go, first of all, to 2 Kings chapter 2. And uh, you can list these uh, in, in, in your spare time. Maybe you could go back and take a look at these little glimpses. This week, I've had a lot of time to just sit and ponder and think, uh, what what do I need? And sometimes what I need, the same thing as you need. So it's hard to understand. Um, I think, what's that, what's that verse in the Bible? Uh, by notes and, uh, and, and messages, let your pastor know what you need to hear the uh, messages. It, or Did I mess that verse up? Yeah, I think. Uh, let your request be made known unto your pastor about what you need to hear. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, what's this note? Oh, you would like me to preach on this? Well, sure. Oh, there's another one. Oh, God. You know, it's difficult to know what to preach on sometimes. And uh, now you can you can say, uh, Pastor, would you preach on husbands, please? Uh, <laughs> so uh, you preach on wives and preach on. Hey, could you, uh, Pastor? Could you preach on little brats that don't like other other kids? No. Hey, no, 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 no. You get you. God, God has enough in the Bible, so we can we can get the news, and we have to believe it. And I love what He did. He gives us glimpses of glory. So mark these down. you might need them. Let's go to Second Kings chapter number two and let's pray and uh, we'll start off with verse number nine and let's take a look at these glimpses. These are true. These are not fairy tales. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for Wednesday. We pray that Sunday we'd be energized and just have a great time in church. and I pray that you'll give us visitors and friends and help the witnesses that've we've, that we've been able to give this week and I pray, Lord that you'll bless. Bless our county. Uh, Lord, if, if, your, if, if your hand of judgment is down on America, I pray it won't be in Whatcom County. I pray that, uh, Lord, you'll just bless us and give us a relief and release us from the bondage of all this fear and all this terrible stuff going on. I pray that you'd help us and give your give your churches power and give your children power, Lord, and help us to continually be a witness for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's go to 2 Kings chapter number 2 and verse number 9. We have here the transformation, if you will, of the uptaking of Elijah. And so Elijah was uh, told by God that he's going to go up. So let's uh, uh, start off with uh, verse number 9. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, So he told Elisha, you've got to stay close by my side, and you've got to watch. And if you see me taken up, then I can give you a double portion of my spirit. If you don't see me, I can't do it for you. It won't happen. Watch verse number 11. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. So you know the story where he says, where is the God of Elijah? But you you see that little vision there that God gave them. God gave Elijah. You know why? Because he needed it. He needed that vision. And uh, we don't get to see that anymore. We, the, we just don't get to see that kind of thing. Now you know where we have it? In the Bible. If you want to see that, Instead of going back in time, you have to read the Bible and you have to believe it. If you want a little glimpse of glory, there's one right there. Think of the chariot coming down and the horseman, it says uh, he saw the chariot of fire. Wow, a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up. Uh, in a whirlwind, and have Elijah got to see. You know what that is, folks? That is a glimpse of the of the power of God. This is this is not just a story that somebody dreamt up. It's not fiction. It really did happen. God opened up the clouds, or he he, however those horses and the chariot came down. And I believe personally, I believe that. You wouldn't send a chariot down to pick somebody up unless he got in the chariot. I think Elijah got in. It doesn't say he got in. That's a minute point. I had a relative tell me, it doesn't say he rode up in the chariot. And I said, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know, I know, I know. I, I got gotcha, you, yeah. You don't send a chariot down with fiery horses and then have the guy go up by himself. Is it okay? In my mind, I think he rode in a chariot of fire. I don't care what people say; it's okay. If I'm wrong, God will tell me. But think that that chariot of fire going up. It's not just that. But go to chapter number six with me. Again, we have a little glimpse. That's glimpse number one. Glimpse number two. Just a little bit of opening up of this glimpse. It's exciting. The Bible is so exciting. I just, I just sit and think, what would that have been like? Let's go to verse 15. Here's glimpse number two. Now, th- now, Elisha has a servant. And now he has the power of God on him. And now he has to show a little glimpse to his servant. Now, Elijah showed Elisha. Elisha didn't know what was going on. But now Elisha's got that power on him. And Elisha has that spirit, and he's got full, full control of of, of all this uh, truth now. He knows God's going to do it. Yeah, that's why God gives us a little glimpse. Um, So let's look at this. Um, Let's look at verse number 15. It says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compasseth the city both with horses and chariots, And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. The Assyrians were were gathering around. They they were going to attack. Let's look at verse 17. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw. Now what did he get a glimpse of? Well let's look at it. It says behold. The mountain was full of horses. And chariots of fire. Round about Elisha. Now here's those chariots again. Here's those horses again of fire. Now Elisha. He already saw horses come down and one chariot of fire. He saw that. Now what he's going to see, he, he's going to show his servant, I, I've got all kinds of horses and all kinds of chariots of fire. This is a glimpse of, you know what the Bible says, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear, them, fear him and delivereth them. This is the promise of God. I didn't know that until I read the Bible. All right, so let's look at it. It says in verse number 17, Behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Now, in verse 18, And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Little glimpses of glory. This is fantastic. I want you to know something. The only way you're going to see God today, the only way you're going to see him, is you're going to have to believe the stories of the Bible. And then you're going to have to look in your life and see, where has God done great things? How does he do things? He doesn't do it with fiery chariots anymore. He doesn't open up the Red Sea. And we're going to see more glimpses. Let me tell you, just yesterday, something happened to me. And I look at it as a glimpse of glory. I got a new uh, iPhone. And uh, I transferred every single thing in my whole life on that phone. It knows my DNA. It's got facial recognition. It, it doesn't work because I have a mask on. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I look at it, you know. It doesn't work. I always have to punch in the code of facial recognition and COVID. Are you kidding me? Uh, But anyway, so I was waiting. I was waiting to board the plane. They called my number, and I I got up, and I walked over to the line that was getting on the plane. And I was standing there waiting until the last group is called, usually, right? Uh, Coach. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) Anybody uh, first class, come right on in. If you have a special need, come right on in. I got a special need. I need to sit down. I need to get in. <laughs> you know, I need to get on that. Place. But uh, I was sitting there minding my own business. And a girl came up to me. And she goes like this. She goes, I think you left this on the chair. Oh, no. oh. And I looked at it. I thought, that's my phone. I didn't know I left it on the chair. I was going to get on the plane. This phone right here. I got everything in my life on it. I even have some of your DNA listed on it. So I looked at her. I was so shocked. And right away, I thought, she's an angel. I called her. I said, said, Miss, you are an angel from heaven. I know you're an angel. And she gave me my phone. And I still think that was an angel. Because she didn't deny it. (laughs) I got my phone. I don't even know who she is. Hallelujah. You say, that's just coincidence. No, it isn't. I think that's God. Because he knew my wife would kill me. If I (laughs) gonna have mercy on you you bonehead give you a brand new phone you can't even keep track of it you'll put it on a leash and hook it to your neck you know you want to borrow my phone i just uh, i just thank god thank god it was a miracle a little glimpse all right let's go let's go on now Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. We have a wonderful God, don't we? We have a fantastic, wonderful, supreme, incredible Lord. All right, verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold... The darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen among thee, upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to thy to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together, they come to thee, thy sons shall come from far and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come to thee. The multitude of camels uh, shall cover thee, the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah. All they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense. They shall show forth the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams of Naboth, Naboth shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on mine altar. I will glorify the house of my glory. There's going to be such glory one day. We will not have glimpses of glory anymore. We will be in the glorification of God. He will glorify himself in us. Our our churches will gather together as the bride of Christ. And we will all be glorified together with Jesus. And boy, I tell you, we would never know that had the Bible not told us. And don't get discouraged in this life. You say, I'm tired of waiting on God. Yeah, me too. You know... I think that prayer is pretty accurate. Let's wrap it up, Lord, please. Let's wrap it up. But what if he doesn't? What if he takes us on through the darkness? We're going to see one day glimpses of glory. Hey, you know what? Uh, I saw another glimpse of glory in my own my own eyes. I saw our, our church pay the building off this last year in the middle of COVID, in the middle of a downside, losing families. That's a terrible thing. I. That, that thing I hate that mu- mu- almost as much as anything else in life I just hate it when families just just drop out and don't go to church I hate that I feel I feel personally responsible somehow that that the preaching wasn't uh, good enough to keep to keep people but I'll tell you what um, I'm sticking and I'm staying I'm gonna stay in church you know why because I really believe that God's gonna glorify Himself, and I really believe there's glory. I feel like Elisha, you just just stay stay right here. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm sticking with you until until we go up. I want to see this. You know, you want to see God do something great in your life. You gotta stick with Him, and I believe we're all going to heaven whether you stick with God or not. I don't believe you you lose your salvation, but I believe there's a special blessing for people that really keep keep going. And that ought to be enough to just, just, wow, I don't know what's coming, but I know God says something great is about to happen. And it could happen any day. So, there are several times that God gave special glimpses, short looks of glory. Let's go and see one more. Uh, let's go to the New Testament. Uh, let's go to Luke chapter number 9. Now, you've heard it called the transfiguration, Right? And that is true. Jesus, for a time, was transfigured before them. Now, he's not holding to his um, humanity. He, he wasn't locked into it. Uh, but there was a special time when Jesus was actually glorified in his glorified body for just a, a little bit to show his disciples what was coming. Let's go to Luke chapter 9. You say, where is Jesus right now? Well, he's in his glorified body uh condition he's he's resurrected he's glorified he's at the father's right hand but look what he showed um in luke chapter number nine verse 27 he did something miraculous here let's look at it it says jesus said but i tell you of a truth there be some standing here that was the disciples which shall not taste of death till they see the kingdom of god he was going to open up heaven And give them a snapshot of what was coming. It's okay for God to do that. He did it. Now, verse 28 says, And it came to pass about eight and eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James, that was the inner three, and went up into a mountain to pray. So there's three, there's actually four people there, right? So Peter, James, and John. Uh, James and John were brothers. Peter was very close. You have those three. They went up in a secret place with the Lord to pray. Verse 29. As he prayed, Jesus, the fashion, watch this now, of his countenance was altered. He looked different. And his raiment, that was his clothing, was white. And I love this word. White and glistering. That's where we get the the word glistening. Look at what it says. His countenance was was altered and his raiment as white and glistering. And behold, there, there talked with him two men. Which were Moses and Elijah. The New Testament word for Elijah is Elias. There you go. Look at that. Jesus took those three men up on that mountain or wherever they were. And he opened up their eyes for just a minute. And of course, they appeared in glory. And verse 31, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease. Now, get this. Jesus is talking to Moses and Elijah about his death. He's going to die on the cross, and they were talking about it. And Peter, James, and John are the only ones that were there. And they got to see it. God opened up heaven, changed his countenance, and his clothing began to glow and glister. And then he was talking with Moses and Elijah. You'd have never known that. Had the Bible not told you and I that this happened, we'd have never known it. It's just a little picture of heaven that you and I can look into and say, oh my goodness, I'm glad I'm saved. Look at verse 31. His decease which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. So he was talking. Now let's go all the way down to verse 36. Verse 32 says, But Peter and they that were with him, James and John, were heavy with sleep, and when they were awake, they saw his what? Glory. They saw the glory. They, got, they could have seen more, seen more. They, if they'd have just stayed awake a little longer, they could have seen the whole thing. And the two men that stood with him, that was Elijah and Moses. And it came to pass as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, It is good for us to be here and let us make three tabernacles. One for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. not, Not knowing what he said. While he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them. And they feared as they entered into the cloud. Now get this again. They entered into a cloud. This must have been so fantastic. Even, even after they woke up. My goodness. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone. And they kept it close and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. And it came to pass that on the next day when they were come down from the hill... Much people met him, so we have this beautiful transfiguration. The countenance of his deity, his godness, is is everything about his fullness of all that he is. It just kind of bursts through, and his countenance was. There's other there's other depictions. Uh, Matthew 17. You can go there. It it shows another uh, illustration of it it's amazing that's a little picture you you know what you and i are going to be there one day we're going to be changed but we'd have never known it i could go on and on uh, you don't have to turn there but remember paul said that in second corinthians chapter number 12 you remember he said that he was caught he knew a man that was caught up to the third heaven he got to see things that are unlawful to speak about now, i think that was him I think he was talking in the third person. I think he saw. And I think that's what caused him to keep going. You know, if you get a little glimpse of of what God wants to do for you, I think you can keep going. So it's almost like, let's say you're going on vacation on Friday. You're going on a three-week vacation in the Bahamas, right? It's all paid for. You're going to be able to swim and go golfing if you like that. And uh, you're going to go snorkeling. You're going to have food brought to you. You're going to be out on the big dock with a straw hat and a flowered shirt with sunglasses and uh, iced tea. I mean, you're going to live it up. That's where you're going. I talked to a guy that came back from Cabo San Lucas. And he was kind of depressed. He says, man, I had a good time. (laughs) Well, let's just pretend you're going on vacation. But it's Monday. And you're at work. And your boss comes to you and he cusses you out. He says something. He uh, says something negative to you. Or he says, I need you to work late tonight. Okay, no problem. Because Friday, I'm out of (laughs) here. Tuesday comes by. He says, Hey, can you clean up the bathroom? I I need you to empty the trash and mop the floor and uh, clean the toilets. No problem. I'll be glad to. Because guess what? Friday, come out of here. You can put up with anything, anything for that whole week. The one thing you can't put up with is if your flight gets canceled on Friday. But you, you're... you're yeah. See, then the illustration doesn't work. Hey, you can do it. You can keep going. You got There's glimpses of glory in the Bible for you and me to keep us going. Paul had one. Why do you think Paul was such a strong? Let's go to Isaiah before I run out of time. Brother Fisher used to say, could you put another nickel in the meter? <laughs> go feed the parking meter. Oh, man, I love that. When, uh, when we were in Bible college, you probably heard this, uh, some of them old Southern boys, they'd say, Yeah, man, park right there. You ever hear that? That means that, that means that means the preacher hits something and everybody wants him to stay right on that point. Park right there. Oh, man, I used to laugh. And, and one guy would say, That'll preach. That'll preach right there. Oh, I love that stuff. So let's just park it, amen. Shake that bush. Park it, shake that bush. I love it. The, man, you you got you just gotta experience that. <coughs> Northwesterners know nothing, nothing about revival, amen. I? I mean, real revival where it's not fake. Some of those old country bumpkins, man, they can preach. They can preach the bark off a tree. We used to say, hit me again. (laughs) Some of us guys would say, give me the golf spikes. (laughs) Come on, give it to me. Lay me out, you know. Oh, man. Some of us wouldn't know what to do. Some some preacher came in and changed our life. How many have ever had your life changed by a message? Not necessarily mine. (laughs) But... uh, I've had my life changed so many times I don't even know who I am anymore. I get out of church, oh man, that was great, that was great. And I saw a cartoon. The guy, a couple of guys were walking out of church with their Bible under their arm and in their underwear. What? In their underwear. And uh, the 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 cartoon said the caption. One guy was talking to the other. He goes, "That's the best message I've ever heard on giving." <laughs> <laughs> oh man <clears throat> yep we need some preaching amen we need to get some preaching park right there all right let's look at this isaiah chapter six <clears throat> verse number one isaiah saw a glimpse of glory that kept him going in the year that king uzziah died Isaiah said, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is, fill, is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. You see, Isaiah got to see a little glimpse of glory. You know who else got to see a little glimpse of glory? Do anybody remember Stephen? Remember when he was dying, they, they, they stoned him to death. And just before he died, he looked up and he saw Jesus standing at the Father's right hand. You don't ever hear Jesus standing at the Father's right hand. He's always sitting at the Father's right hand. I think Jesus was going to welcome Stephen home. Stephen was a martyr. One of the very first martyrs. I think John the Baptist was, I think might have been the very first one, in 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 the New Testament era. Even though he wasn't technically um, part of the New Testament church, he he was part of the the um, ones that gathered to give, and then Jesus started the church with the disciples that John the Baptist had baptized. But uh, that's 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 just a finer point. But I think though that uh, when. Stephen was just about dying. He looked up and he saw. And the Lord gave him a vision. Now the last one we're going to look at. I think is really a wonderful revelation. Of course you can go there. But I want to end up tonight in Acts chapter number 1. Remember that Jesus said. You wait right here. In the city of Jerusalem. And I'm going to give you power. I want you to wait for me. The promise of the Holy Spirit. And then you find that in Acts chapter 2. But look at this now. Right before the Holy Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost, we have Acts chapter number 1 and uh, verse verse number 8. But he said to them, Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken, that's Jesus talking to his disciples. When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and and a cloud received him out of their sight. They got to see the Lord go back to heaven. I've not seen any of this. I've I've not seen any of it. But when I look in the Bible, I have to say, I believe that. I believe that. And and, and I, I like to read it over and over again because I like to pretend I'm there. I like to pretend I was there at the mountain. I want to I want to pretend I was there watching Stephen and at the Transfiguration. I, I want to project myself into that very slot where those people are, because they got to see it. I didn't get to see it. I wasn't there. But I sure have the word of God. Now, if you believe the Bible, if you really believe the Bible with all your heart, these glimpses are there to help you and I realize we're not just down here fighting sin. We're not just down here making a living. We're not down here just trying to pay off a house or something. We're not down here just trying to pay off a church. We're not down here just working a job. That's not why we're here. We're not here just to just mundane and and, and and buckle down and grab the plow and just die by the plow. That's not, that's not what we're... We're not made for that. that. That's part of it. But you know what we're really made for? One of these days, we're going to be taken out of here. That's why the rapture is spoken in the Bible. That's why these glimpses of glory are all through the Bible. Let's go on. I want to finish here. It says in verse number 10... And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, that's people like you and I, as we as uh, as he went up, Jesus went up into the clouds. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. I think these are angels, and they're there to help them. Now, watch what this angel said to them. It says, "Which also said these men." He said. Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Now where is that fulfilled that in in like manner he will come? He went up in the clouds, he's going to come back in the clouds. Anybody know where that is? That's the rapture. That's the rapture. In a moment, the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. And the, the, the shout of the archangel and the trump of God. And the Bible says we shall be caught up together to meet them in the clouds. Jesus is going to come back. This is the only glimpse of glory you're going to get. Until it happens. It's the only thing that you and I have. We're not, we're not going to have miracles and we're not going to be treated special where we get to see uh, visions in the night when nobody else does. By the way, these people that dream crazy dreams and come up with weird doctrines, they just need to get back in the Bible. Because if it's, if it's in the Bible, then you can trust it. If it's in somebody's mind, you can't trust it. Especially when it goes against the Bible. Aren't you glad? We, we have glimpses of glory. He went up. Now, the, the the glory that you and I are going to experience one day has never been done before. When we get to when we get to meet the Lord, he's going to be glorified in us. Jesus Jesus said that in John 17. Don't have time tonight, but he asked God the Father to glorify himself in us. I'm looking for just I got enough to go on. I got enough prayers to go on that have God has answered my prayers. I got enough things that have happened in my life to keep trucking. And I got I got my cell phone back. <laughs> That's my latest miracle. Oh, and then we landed safely too. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to be home. Let's have a great weekend. Let's pray bow for prayer.